On this AV profession, we talk with David McNutt from Navigate about why you may or may not need a new accountant. All that and more next on the AV profession. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is the AV Profession, Episode 11, Hiring a New CFO. AV Nation is brought to you by Sure, because every voice matters. And on this episode of the AV Profession, uh, we're talking with David McNutt from Navigate. Uh, David, we're going to talk about today about why you think or, or why you say that folks may need a new CFO or a new accountant. Why is that? Well, that sounds really funny, I, I think, right? It's yeah. like, you, you just might need a new accountant. You need a, yeah. And I can't remember how many times I've actually said that. And, and I think the reason that I do is because, um, well, if you look at companies that we work with, right? Normally we come in and we go, okay, there's 50 people. There's, you know, $15 million. And the next thing we find out is there's two people in the accounting department. Okay. And, and so a lot of that is just the sort of day-to-day figuring out how to do invoices, how to collect, you know, how to uh, provide information to the CPA if, if, we, if we're using an outside source. And most of that process is two things. One, it's always underappreciated. And two, it's always financial uh, accounting. And if you th- think about the things that you need to run a business, A, you need more people than that in the accounting department, and you don't need to be looking at financial data. The financial data is a, a, a snapshot of you know looking backwards at the company and what we want to have happening inside the company is a management process that looks at very current data and information and as i used to say or still do you know thank god for managerial accounting as opposed to financial accounting because in managerial accounting we can count anything you know financial accounting is is you know um formated by rules and regulations from FASB and other other places yeah and you have to follow those guidelines and how you report but in managerial accounting we don't have to do that we can measure anything we can count anything we can do any calculation that we want to do and those are the metrics or the hidden metrics or the undiscovered metrics of many companies um, to understand what's really driving the business and how can they make some changes and so that's why i suggest that sometimes the the person who's running it who might be a cfo level uh comes from more of a financial side as opposed to an operational or management Okay. Real, real quickly, because I want to, I want to just drill down on, on this a second. Explain to me, because I don't know the difference, the difference between financial accounting and managerial accounting. Okay, so uh, financial accounting is what you would normally see as a, a as an income statement and a balance sheet. And the income statement at the end of the month or at the end of the year or the balance sheet at the end of the year is simply a snapshot of the company looking backwards. Uh, what happened in the past? Uh, accounting period. So, histor- so historical data. Yeah, it's historical data and it's formated 
in a way that you typically would like to see it. Income, expenses, you know, um, G&A, selling expense, net profit, tax, you know, income before tax and then taxes. So, so that's the financial side. Managerial accounting, we can pretty much do anything. For example, I have often reformatted a, a company's financial statements into the top line becomes what's called gross margin dollars. How much, if, if we subtract out all the uh, profit that we make on selling gear, and we just look at the company from the standpoint of its people, its labor, and the top line becomes gross margin dollars, it completely changes how you look at the company and the things that you might want to do to improve its performance and efficiency. So at, how, at, but how is that? But, labor costs. Okay. So how is the gross margin dollars different than looking at something historically then? Well, um, it, well, it isn't because one, one, you can look at gross margin dollars historically. Okay. Right? What you want to be able to do, however, is to be able to look at gross margin dollars in the present. Okay. And that's what allows us to be able to manage a, um, a, a company much, much better. So, um, why we might need a new accountant, why we might need a new CFO is because they don't have this vision of the company. And it takes a little bit of work to reformulate um, uh, financial information into um, managerial information. And it takes a whole lot of work to get that information more and more real time as opposed to at the end of an accounting period. So you're not saying get, get rid of your accountant's on mass, you're just saying you also need this person that can also look at it from a from a managerial standpoint. Well, and sometimes, well, it's two parts of. Sometimes it's a retra- not a retraining necessarily, but a refocus okay. of the financial people. And also, it's often, do I have the uh, software and the capabilities to be able to do this? Because not all financial packages allow you to to do what I'm suggesting that we need to do, which is why you might need to consider a new CFO who's thinking in that term because it will take you down a road to go, what are the tools that we need to put in the company to be able to do what I'm suggesting that we do? And what are some of those tools? Well, they're all over the place. Um, I'll tell you, the worst one is Excel, <laughs> right? Okay. And what we, when we often come in to a company, is that there are companies who are attempting to try to do this but their basic piece of software doesn't allow them. And so they're trying to connect and import and modify and group together various Excel spreadsheets all across the company to try to figure out how to find this data and information and figure out how to use it. And it's, it's one of the most inefficient things to happen inside of a company uh, that we can see. One, well, one of two. One is uh, labor efficiency on projects, and the other is accounting inefficiency, trying to find the information. We ran across one guy who was um, a, uh, an upper level managerial person at a vice president level, and he was spending literally three days a week formulating spreadsheets in order to help manage the company, right? Man. And if you look at how much money that costs over the, uh, a year, it, you know, obviously it was about 30% of his salary. Yeah. And the way that you make that more efficient is you find software who does that for you. And all of a sudden he doesn't have to do that anymore. 
Well, that was the thing is, is there are so many different packages right now. There's stuff like like uh, ERPs and things of that nature that can help accountants, whether they're you know the financial ones or the managerial ones, to do that. And real quickly be- before we move on, I what, we have to define what ERP is and why would you why would, why you would use it. So, what is an ERP system? You know, you mentioned that um, it, it's an enterprise resource program that allows you to have pretty much every single resource at your fingertips managed, measured, and monitored with one piece of software. So all of your pipeline, all of your contacts, all of your projects, all of your labor costs, all of your administrative costs, all of your engineering and time capturing uh, is put into the same piece of software one time instead of like sometimes two and three and four times. Um, and then all of the data resides in one full, complete SQL database that you can find that information and report it however you want. And that's the that's the beauty of a piece of software like this. What 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 are you seeing when it comes to folks moving to ERPs and system like that? Well, there 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 are several, and and I'm, I guess I'm trying to be a little bit agnostic at this point. Okay. Um, the, um, there are obviously the large guys that are, you know, SAP kinds of people, um, and you have to have those customized to your business, and they can be very expensive, and it can take you years to get there. Uh, one of the ones that we find most efficient as a, as a complete package is Solutions 360, and they are designed specifically for the system in- integration industry, and and they have... Uh, out of the box uh, things that we uh, propose to companies um, but it's not always the best solution for everybody um, but it's it's the first place that we go to look to, to see if there's a, a potential for a fit for a new ERP system like solutions 360 to a company's uh, problem all right so so some people may not be ready or, or it'll take them a while to get to a, a you know at least needing a, a fully functional or full-blown ERP what what can they do in the meantime like it, it, as they're ramping that up what what would you suggest they do if they're not ready for a full-blown software package like that what what can well, they do in the interim well I think some companies don't understand if they're ready or, or they're not okay and, and that's one of the things that we provide as a, as a service to, to many companies is called a readiness assessment. Hmm. And, and we basically come into the company and, and look at a lot of the pieces of how the company's operating, you know, how many people are in the accounting department, what sort of processes are in project management, what's the front end of the company look like from a, a, um, a lead generation to a proposal to handoffs to operations. And we look at the pieces uh, of the company. And since we understand uh, that piece of software, and, and I'm meaning Solutions 360 at this point, but it's, it's also other pieces of software, we understand how they work. But if you take that template of a piece of software and you lay it on top of a company that doesn't have those processes, it will absolutely make chaos out of the company. And so a lot, of the, a lot of what we will do will be helping the company to get ready for such an, an undercasing because it can be, you know, a, a very expensive several years of payback and fully a six to nine month implementation process 
that will require the company to already have had a lot of things ready before they actually go try to undertake this. So it's a decision process that says, we're not ready, so let's don't even try right now, but here's you know three or four or five things we can do to help get us ready and plan for that. Excellent. That'll be a good place to stop there, David. Uh, if somebody's interested in, in getting a hold of you or Navigate, how do they do so, sir? David McNutt, david.mcnutt at navigatemc.com. And we have a couple of um, pieces that we could send back to you. We have a tool for readiness assessment, and we have a couple of pieces that will explain what a ready, uh, an assessment for readiness is. So we're, we're willing to provide you with some tools up front if you're interested. Uh, for more information about us, you can find this at avnation.tv, avnation.tv.